1: My name is Brandy, and I will be your conference operator today. At this time, I would like to welcome everyone to the Acumens, Inc.'s 2021 First Quarter Results Research Analyst Call. All lines have been placed on mute to prevent any background noise. After the speaker's remarks, there will be a question and answer session. If you would like to ask a question during this time, simply press star, then the number one on your telephone keypad. If you would like to withdraw your question, press the pound key. Thank you. Mr. Zine. you may begin your conference.
2: Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us for Acumen's results call for the first quarter of 2021. My name is Matt Cameron. I'm a Senior Vice President in the General Council of Acumen. Joining me on the call today are Riyad Zin, our President and Chief Executive Officer, and Mohamed Salim, our Chief Financial Officer. A slide presentation is meant to accompany today's presentation, and a copy of the presentation is available on the Investor section of our website at acumen.com. Before we begin, let me remind you that certain matters discussed in today's conference call or answers that may be given to the questions asked could constitute forward-looking statements that are subject to risks and uncertainties relating to Acumen's future financial and business performance. Actual results could differ materially from those anticipated in these forward-looking statements. You should not place undue reliance on these statements, particularly on future financial performance. The risk factors that may affect results in these forward-looking statements are detailed in our periodic results and public disclosure. These documents can be accessed under our public disclosure at cedar.com and sec.gov. Acumen is under no obligation to update any forward-looking statements discussed today, and investors are cautioned not to place undue reliance on those statements. We may also refer to certain non-GAAP measures, including during this conference, calls such as EBITDA, adjusted EBITDA, adjusted EBITDA margin, and adjusted net income or loss attributable to shareholders of ACUMEN. Our definitions for these terms are included in our public disclosure. Our use of these non-GAAP measures is intended to complement the GAAP measures by providing additional information and further understanding of the results of our operations. With that, I'll turn things over to our CEO, Riyad Zin.
3: Thank you, Matt, and good morning, everyone. Our financial report begins on slide three. As you will recall, we now report our financial results in US GAAP. Q1 was in line with our expectations and was consistent with the guidance we released with our annual fiscal 2020 results. Q1 is typically somewhat affected by seasonality. And on top of the usual seasonal impact, this year, our operations in Texas were impacted by the severe winter storm. Still, RVU volume was similar to Q1 2020, with over 1.5 million RVUs. You will recall, Q1 2020 was only marginally impacted by COVID, with volume affected only in the the month of March 2020. We believe volume has largely returned to pre-pandemic levels in the aggregate. As you can see in our summary slide, we generated revenue of 67 million for the quarter and adjusted EBITDA of approximately 14 million. Turning to slide 4 for Vaughn. Notwithstanding the impact of the severe winter storm and its significant impact on our operations in Texas, volumes have returned to pre-pandemic levels. Were it not for the impact of the storm, Aggregate volume during the quarter would have seen a return to organic growth on the same center basis. As a result, management believes we are on track to meet our volume guidance for fiscal 2021. Revenue is shown on slide five. During the quarter, we generated service fee revenue of $44 per RVU, consistent with what we saw in fiscal 2020, which averaged. $43 per RVU and also form the basis for our 2021 guidance. Moving to slide six, this slide shows our revenue mix, which was also broadly in line and the same as it was for the fiscal year 2020. Our attorney business continued to represent about 10% of our service fee revenue, but Makes up more than 44% of our AR. As I've talked about it before, we classify attorney as a separate payer category given its longer payment cycles, which are often contingent on court processes and victim settlements. These longer payment cycles result in attorney AR making up a disproportionate percentage of our total account receivables. I would now pass it over to Mohammed Saleem our Chief Financial Officer,
4: to discuss our EBITDA and leverage profile. Thank you, Riyadh. Good morning, everyone. On slide 7, you will see our adjusted EBITDA for the quarter was approximately $14 million, and the adjusted EBITDA margin was about 21%. This margin in Q1 of 2021 was consistent with that for the year 2020. The quarter was in line with management expectations uh, despite the impact of severe winter storms in Texas and management continues to be comfortable with the 2021 guidance we previously provided. Moving on to slide eight, you will see our leverage profile information here. With respect to leverage the total debt reported in our financial statements at March 31st was approximately 483 million including finance leases and net debt was 361 million using the low end of the guidance range in our March 31st press release we assume a run rate adjusted ebitda for the business of about 65 million which implies perform a net leverage ratio of about five point five as at March thirty-first. We expect our future leverage ratios will benefit from improving volumes, uh, savings from our new service delivery platform, and other strategic business initiatives, as well as tuck-in acquisitions. At March thirty first, our accounts receivable. Was 95.9 million versus 91.1 million at December 31st. This increase in accounts receivable is mainly due to the increase in attorney accounts receivable given its longer collection cycle. The cash balance at March 31st was 122.7 million versus 44 million at December 31st. The increase is mainly due to the cash received as part of the 75 million senior notes issuance in February 2021, partly offset by the related transaction costs and a $4.6 million equity investment in the artificial intelligence business in March 2021. The cash balance also reflects uh, recent improvements in business volume and ongoing expense management by the company. I will pass it back to Riyadh. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Mohammed. On slide nine, we've highlighted few of the events that occurred during the quarter. In early February, as alluded to earlier, we completed an add-on offering to our bond for 75 million. Part of the proceeds were applied for our acquisitions in Florida on May 1st and the balance is expected to be applied to future acquisitions. We also completed a successful equity investment in an AI technology company, which we expect will supply an integral part of our ERP platform modernization. Our investment of 4.6 million, together with the conversion of an earlier debt investment, has resulted in us owning a uh, 34.5% interest in the business. Moving to the final slide, we've highlighted a couple of events that we've announced since the end of the quarter. As I already mentioned, we closed two tuck-in acquisitions in Florida on May 1st, one acquisition for six clinics for $39 million, where 10% of the purchase price was paid in Acumen shares for $4 per share. With these Florida transactions, we have returned to our acquisition growth strategy where we expect to continue to execute on a very strong pipeline of opportunities. In only six years, we have grown from our original 13 centers to now 134 centers, a tenfold increase. And we have evolved into a leading healthcare service provider. We are also really excited about our new initiative of launching a dedicated men's health service offering. We expect to convert a number of locations to this new model. With prostate care at the core of men's health service offering, we are also thrilled to be working with Profound Medical to deploy their Tulsa Pro technology for customizable and incision-free prostate MRI-guided therapies. I would like to take the opportunity to thank all of our employees, radiologists, and partners for all of their efforts in making this quarter a success. This concludes our prepared remarks, and I would ask the operator to start the question and answer period.
1: At this time, if you would like to ask a question, please press star, then the number one on your telephone keypad. Again, that is star, then the number one. We'll pause for just a moment to come out the Q&A roster. Your first question comes from the line of Noelle Atkinson with Claris Securities. Save
0: big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
5: Good morning. Uh, Well done in Q1, and thanks for taking our questions this morning. Uh, First off, uh, just on uh, the acquisitions of conventional imaging centers, so folks announced 18 centers that were under LOI earlier this year. You've done six at least so far, and you did a little tuck-in uh, of one. Uh, what's the status of working towards completion of the rest of those acquisitions?
3: So we,
4: we expect,
3: uh, th- first of all, good morning, Noel. And, and as usual, thank you for your interest and for your questions. Um, We expect to uh, uh, complete uh, the 12, the additional, uh, sorry, the additional centers to get up to the 18 centers. We already announced uh, before uh, the end of the the second quarter or shortly afterwards. Uh, So we we expect we have made significant progress and we're very few we're a few weeks away from from closing those additional. Uh, centers that were previously announced.
5: Okay, great. Um, and r- in relation to the, the, as you just said, the, the recent announcement about shifting to, um, you know, adding a imaging, image-guided uh, prostate procedures, men's health clinics, uh, are you looking to add any other services, or are these going to be primarily prostate-oriented?
3: Um, we, we, we are planning of adding more uh, uh, more focus on other men's um, uh, MRI guided uh, uh, needs uh, uh, from a therapy perspective. Uh, prostate will be uh, the focus and will be at the heart of the of this men's service offering. Um, but but the uh, the concept is uh, they they will be some other value add services uh, that are MRI guided from the from the perspective of uh, uh, of imaging. Uh, of a concierge type of offering, and of really kind of monitoring um, uh, uh, your your health, uh, and especially whether there is a family history or 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 or, or if you're, you're above a certain age. So really, we, we what we want to do is we want to make this uh, these men's health clinics uh, a, a destination for uh, 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 for really kind of you know taking care of your health and and, and monitoring your health. Uh, as a man, and and I think we all know what the the main issues are, and prostate is obviously at the core at the core of that as as uh, as uh, most men age.
5: Okay, cool. Um, what would be the typical cost to retro? Do you think to retrofit one of these men's health imaging centers out of the at the, at the outset?
3: Yeah. So the good the good news is um, uh, we obviously have already, and that's that's the uh, that's a benefit of uh, the 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 uh, the acquisition growth strategy we had so we do have uh, uh, opportunities to optimize our network so we did end up with uh, uh, with uh, uh, rep- uh, more representation um, in uh, in certain markets uh, from a density perspective which opens up the door when locations are close by and great locations to actually open it up uh, to do other offerings and um, so the service here it, it's really uh, these will be mRI only clinics um so you don't really require a lot of a lot of a lot of a lot of space to start with and and um I think we believe we looked at it other than other than uh putting aside the equipment and the equipment uh, we could be very creative here because uh, there is the opportunity for uh pay as you go type of model in terms of uh, uh, these treatment procedures and even other uh, uh other procedures we're thinking about as well as part of the full service offering so to put that into context because i think you need to understand what this clinic is so this is a smaller footprint mri mri only pay as you go so really the decks, uh, uh, uh we believe it's going to be mostly around the remodeling of the clinic which typically uh, depending on what you need to get done, it's going to be in anywhere in the ha- anywhere between the half million and the million range, depending on the uh, uh, what we need to do to bring the uh, uh, to bring the clinic to the to the to the new standard established for these men's health clinics.
5: Okay, great. And just the last one before I get back in the queue. Um, so you, you mentioned that 40% of your uh, outstanding AR is the attorney channel. Um, are you, have you been seeing any improvement in collections as you know this post-COVID recovery has happened in the U.S. And then, what can you do to accelerate the collection of some of these long-dated receivables? Um,
3: so there are two parts of that question. Uh, 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 the first one is: Have we seen uh, have we seen improvement in, in collections in the in the first quarter relative to 2020? Uh, yes, and we did see. We did see that improvement as a result of really two things, not just uh, not just COVID. COVID was the icing on the cake for us. Uh, uh, the 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 real the real uh, uh, driver for us uh, was the integration of all of all these acquisitions that we made over the last uh, six years, as as I as I mentioned earlier. I mean, growing people always forget, like you know, they look at the numbers and they expect. Uh, a company with 135 centers to have uh, 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 a more uh, a steady and, and, and uh, 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 AR, uh, I mean, that that is the case when you've owned them for at least 12 or 24 months, but when you actually have owned them on different platforms and you spent all of 2020 integrating them on the same platform, 2020 has been severely impacted by that exercise, and then it wasn't helped by the COVID, which added more disruption to to staffing and disruption to to even uh, 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 collection to start with. So that is behind us, and we start to see improvements that we're very pleased with at the beginning of 2021 uh, from that pers- from, from from that perspective. Now, the second part of your cl- question is what could we do with the attorney side of the business and the long dated uh, payment um, nature or payment cycle of, of, that of, of, of that business. Um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we continue to make significant progress towards, uh, financing those receivables. Um, uh, and, 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 uh, we believe, uh, over the next couple of uh, months, we, uh, we, we will be, we will execute on that financing, uh, plan, which will, uh, will make our financial statements, uh, uh, when when you look at them from the outside, uh, it will be it, you will not you will actually not see the impact of the attorney business anymore uh, because we will be paid up front uh, 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 or at least in, in a very short period of time for for the attorney business and and have it financed uh, uh, you know outside outside the
1: uh, the balance sheet.
5: Okay, great. Thanks for taking my questions.
1: Thanks, Noel. And a reminder, that is star, the number one on your telephone keypad if you would like to ask a question. Your next question comes from the line of Enray Leno with National Bank.
6: Hi, uh, good morning. Thanks for taking my questions. Uh, A couple uh, for me. I'll I'll start actually uh, with the last one on the attorney uh, AR and the business. So I was just wondering if you can talk a little bit the company uh, as you as a management team how do you view the, the the business mix that this attorney revenues bring in? I mean, you, you'd have to, you have to go through all these uh, uh, transactions and financing of receivables. Uh, how, how do you view it as part of your business going forward? I mean, is there any chance or, or desire to reduce its contribution to Acumen?
3: Yeah. Good morning, Andre. Uh, thank you. So um, the, uh, uh, like how we're going to do the, is the question, how we're going to do the financing?
6: no it's more of a question of uh what part of the business mix could it be of Acumen going forward i mean you you're doing all these steps to, to finance it I mean, w- w- why keep it as part of the business going forward if it's uh, giving you this uh, uh this this extra work let's say
3: i mean i think I, I i see the question now i i think the uh this has always been uh, core to our uh uh you know if you're if you're in the florida market and we are as you know with a significant density in our market uh you cannot be in the florida market without without uh, the uh, the uh, the attorney business it's it's part of the it's part of the mix of of the business especially as as you wanna you wanna be in every in every region and in, uh, in florida and cover the market well uh for uh for our for our uh, payers and for the benefit of our patients as well it's, everybody benefits from that so the way the way the way you need to think about it, just a bit, because, just because because a business creates an inconvenience from a, from a balance sheet perspective and from a financing perspective, that doesn't mean it's bad business. I mean, it's a, I think I agree with you. Everyone looks at it as a bad business from a capital market perspective. I think if you actually own it personally, uh, and and uh, and you saw the cash in the business, you will never sell it to anyone. Uh, just because a financial statement doesn't look pretty doesn't mean the business is not a good business. It's actually, it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a great business for us. It's a steady business for us, the, uh, uh, and our relationships in the markets are 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 uh, are very strong, um, and it's a very important service for our for our patients because uh, this is not a uh, uh, this is part of what uh, we uh, we uh, we offer. We don't want to be in the market where you know unless you have a medical uh MRI we don't want to see you um so but but we have to uh, uh streamline it from uh, we have to solve uh, the financial side of it and the financial side of it Andre, is easily be it could be it could be solved uh and and it will actually resolve these uh, uh optics of financial statements um and it will actually also improve our uh cash flows um so we we don't see it as an issue. We like the business. We want to be in it. We have a, we have a very strong management team that we're we're very strong. We're we're very actually thrilled to be working with uh, to continue to expand this business. But it's our job to uh, uh, finance it properly and 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 take it to a balance sheet that will be uh, like di- easy to digest for for the public markets, which I guess where the frustration comes from uh, today. And we will be. Uh, we will be resolving that very shortly.
6: Great. That's a great color. Thank you, Ariad. Uh, and one more question, on, just as, as a general on this uh, on the attorney business. I mean, there's reports out there uh, that there is more reckless driving uh, in the U.S. and that there's higher accidents. And have you seen any increased volume from this uh, types of business uh, at Acumen? Yeah,
3: you see, you see actually, it's, it's very interesting. Um, and uh, I'll actually, I'll, I'll give you two anecdotes unad- unad- on that. When uh, when COVID happened, um, and uh, everyone everyone basically thought thought that uh, we're not going to see we're not going to see cars anymore, and we're not going to produce cars anymore, um, and 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 um, and that actually even you know for some that some of you that uh, have have looked at that trend and follow that trend, it had even it had even a huge global impact. Um, In uh, in the supply of, uh, in the semiconductors uh, uh, supply chain, uh, where basically all the uh, fab, uh, uh, global uh, fab producers basically reduced their forecast for automotive and and resized their production, and it created a a, a nightmare in terms of uh, supply shortage right now in in the world. Um, We saw some of that impact at the beginning. Uh, of course, with lockdowns, people are not driving anywhere. Today, as you know, uh, 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 auto sales are not just back. They're back in a strong way. Traffic is probably, you know, as worse, if not in some areas, worse than it used to be. Uh, and we start to see the recovery in the business, just like just like you noted and you observed, uh, uh, Andre. So that business has started to recover from from the impact of COVID as well. And, and, uh, at some point we, you know, I think the consensus was maybe we'll not recover back to uh, pre COVID levels. And, but it did just like the rest of the business.
6: Great. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, that, that's, uh, good, uh, good to know. And, and, and to see, uh, one more, actually, it's a, it's a line item and uh, the last one for me, uh, I, I, can you talk a little bit about one of the addbacks to EPDA? It uh, it's acquisition fees, and yes, it's non-operational. But at the same time, I mean, you could arguably say it is the way that Acumen grows. I was just wondering if you can talk a little bit about your thought process of uh, adding this back, which is something that is your main avenue of growth.
3: Yeah, we, uh, I, I, uh, I agree with with you as it's uh, as it's actually a uh, um, uh, kind of almost becoming a. Sp- in the ordinary course of the business, because that's that's a big part of our growth strategy is to actually be very acquisitive. However, we still think it makes sense Andre to add it back because you could have a year like 2020 where you don't buy anything. You could have a, a normal year where you buy 25 centers, uh, which was our past. We average 25 to 30 every year. But where we're going, we believe we're going to buy a lot more. And when you start to actually get very acquisitive and you don't buy 25 to 30 every year, then it doesn't make sense to not add it back anymore. Because if you actually do something substantial, uh, 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 not adding back doesn't make sense. If you start to buy 50 to 100 clinics every year instead of 25 to 30, add, not adding back will also not make sense. But I think if, if you assume a steady state 25 clinics like we did in the last year every year, then I agree with you. But that's not, that's not where we're heading we've been uh, we've been spending a lot of time integrating our platform to be ready for a lot more growth ahead.
4: Great. Uh, thank you very much. That's a great color. That is it for me. Thanks, and congrats on the quarter.
3: Thank you, Andre.
4: Your
1: next question comes from the line of Tanaya Gonslave with Canaccord.
7: Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my questions here. Um, so just a couple left for me. Firstly, you talked about financing the receivables uh for the attorney business. What does that do to the margin profile of this revenue
3: Good morning, Tanya. Um, so the uh, uh good question on that because I think uh it's uh I think what you really alluded to, which of course that's the other that's the other side of financing it, um, so there will be two impacts uh, um, uh, one is. The good impact, which what everybody's focused on, which is more cash up front d s o is back to kind of normal there's not enough a lot of a lot of a r is off off the books and when you look at it you you see a normal course type of uh, 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 normal by market standards in terms of uh, d s o and the balance sheet but the second impact which which what you're you're highlighting um is but there would be some some obviously you're not going to sell them at, at par. There will be some some discount, mm-hmm. and, and and that's going to ha- that's going to impact the EBITDA. And it's going to have a lower margin. So uh, here's the uh, here's the good news on that front. Um, because it's only 10% of our revenues. Um, so yes, there will be an EBITDA loss, but it's not going to uh, materially impact the margins. Uh, you will lose. Uh, you know. Uh, few few points, but not nothing nothing material. You could lose one to two points of margin, depending on uh, because it's all relative scale, depending on what what your size is at the time you do it, and what what is your performer level with 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 other acquisitions. The second part of uh, of that too is you remember the significant cash that will come out uh, up front because you're selling a a, a big chunk of, uh, to, uh, to actually recalibrate. There is you're gonna sell everything you have on the balance sheet, and then you're gonna sell everything going forward. So that's the kind of financing we're doing. So when you sell everything up up front, uh, you're gonna have significant cash. That significant cash, if you you redeploy it towards acquisitions, it's actually it's a, almost like a wash. It will it will offset the EBITDA loss. So we will we will end up with uh, one on on the uh, uh, more cash. Uh, uh 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 obviously substantially better dso a much cleaner balance sheet number 1 a cleaner balance sheet from 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 again uh, from an ar uh, uh market standards and then number 2 we're going to end up with uh, 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 uh we're gonna, we're going to have a natural offset by de- redeploying cash so so the EBITDA loss that you're going to have Will be offset by by redeploying the cash uh, to replace it with 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 new EBITDA, and the margin profile because again it's not you know not like 50% of our business it's 10% of our business it would be uh, it will have a very modest impact on margins. So that's that's uh, and and thank you for actually you know saying there is another side to this to this financing. So I appreciate that we, you gave us a chance to clarify the other side of it
7: perfect perfect appreciate that color um in terms of timeline i i think you said it's in the next couple months w- will this all happen at once in a bulk sale or will it be more gradual
3: it will happen it will happen once which is why it's it's taking time yeah it's uh a, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a structure that uh will uh will deal with everything on the balance sheet or substantially all of it uh, and uh, and we'll deal with it going forward as well.
7: Excellent. Excellent. Thank you for that. And uh, you, you did answer the question earlier about CapEx for the new men's health centers in terms of leasehold improvements. Does that uh, half a million, two million bucks for remodeling include the cost of equipment, or uh, is, is there an additional cost for for purchasing or leasing equipment?
3: So, uh, so I, in terms of remodeling, it's anywhere between half a million to one million per clinic, um, and that's like you said, it's leasehold improvement. It's kind of having the clinic up and running, ready to uh, ready to go. Um, uh, the the in terms of the co- the equipment, with uh, I think uh, you're probably familiar with profound business models. So profound business model, uh, there is no capital purchase. Um, it's uh, the, uh, it, as you go that so it's like a sas model in, in in the software world they have a very similar model so pay it's paid for procedure so if you do procedure you pay for the usage of the equipment so there is no upfront there is no upfront cost for the uh for the uh, profound side and for for the uh the mri itself like i said we uh we could uh we're not it would not be an out uh uh a, a purchase uh, we have some alternative to some uh, even we, even to the traditional leasing models we we have some other alternatives that uh we could uh, we could deploy because of the because of this spec- because of the uh, uniqueness of what we're doing uh, there are also opportunities for us to do a different model and not have a capital purchase okay excellent
7: um, and then just lastly, from here, there's a lot of I guess rhetoric in the media now about uh, minimum wages and wage increase and inflation. Could you talk to how that affects you in terms of your your labor pool? Um, it, is it making it harder to find good people for a reasonable wage, or is the pool of contractors and employees that you draw from large enough to withstand this?
3: i i uh i think uh again uh, that's a great observation and i'm sure you've we've heard it uh in many in many sectors and it's impacting the the whole economy um the uh, uh i think what what again you you mentioned something very interesting here is we have a larger pool and 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 that's why uh, we we can't thank our, our employees enough for what they do for us. I mean, the, in the markets we're in, we always have we always have uh, uh, excess pool. We always have rotations. Uh, so if some, someone doesn't show up, uh, you know that clinic doesn't close. Uh, you know, when you're a small owner operator, that could be what you have to live with. You you cannot afford to have a large pool every in every market. Uh, um, uh, so that's that's really a benefit of uh, of, of scale um and and i think on 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 the on the uh, uh because we believe that's going to uh, these these this uh uh shortage um is going to affect not just our industry many uh, many many sectors but also remember there is a there's a there's a big push towards technolo- technology everywhere and and as 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 we become more efficient um you know just like as much as everybody is talking about shortage, everybody is talking about how AI could change their business and how uh, uh, remote and online uh, uh, access to to everything you do today uh, uh, is is changing the way we do business so and because we actually were were uh, visionary about those things and we're taking actually lead a leading position to those and there is more more to come. Uh, 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 as, as we did with our AI investment uh, 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 a few, uh, few months ago, um, technology will balance those forces as well. So I think the mitigating factors for Acumen is really two things. One, we're not a small company. We're a larger company, which means we have large pools of uh, uh, employees uh, and uh, 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 to work with in every market, which, uh, which help us uh, with that uh, shortage sometimes. And, but two, we, uh, we haven't embraced uh, uh, technological changes. Uh, you know, uh, uh, we're not, we're not, st- we didn't start to think about them now because COVID happened and because shortages started to happen. We start to, we embrace, we start to embrace technology and changes. As you, as you know, Tanya, we've been talking about these for three years uh, 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 at least. Um, and 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 there was no shortage of employees because I remember even in some of the discussions we had some uh, others were saying uh, you know why why all these when when you could still have people today? I mean why is this because you know when when you actually have to have a vision for where where things are heading uh you you get ready for it and we got ready on the clinical side and on the administrative side to deploy technology in addition to to the dedication and of our employees and, and, and to these large pools of employees that we have in each, in each market where we do business. And that's where the balance and the equilibrium will come from, not just in our sector, but in multiple, multiple other sectors over time. But again, yeah, this, yeah. Is a get, this is a benefit of scale again. Scale is going to be very important, unfortunately, post-COVID as well.
7: Perfect. All right. Thank you for that, Riyadh. That's all for me.
3: Thank you, Tanya.
1: Your next question comes from the line of Kyle McPhee with Cormark.
6: Ria, just a, a follow up on the CapEx here. So I, I think you're converting uh, 10 of these clinics to, to the men's health model. So that's to 10 million of remodeled CapEx. Is that in addition to your typical CapEx, uh, such that you know this year's CapEx is gonna be kind of 20, 25 million? Is that right?
3: Yes. Sir. So yeah. Good morning. Uh, y- you're correct, and and uh, but but also that's not going to happen uh, all at once. Uh, so we're uh, we're hoping uh, uh, to launch uh, uh, the first the first one by the end of the year. And obviously, we need to learn from. Uh, learn from that uh, exercise, and uh, it will be launched in the uh, Florida market. Florida, as you know, is, is a really key market for these, which what uh, got both uh, profound and Acumen excited about this partnership because it's a it's a market where we have a great footprint, but it's also a great market market for uh, to address the prostate care, and we were looking uh, to to do that with. Uh, uh, with a very uh, different model and with also a, cons- a consumer-centric approach in partnership with all the urologists in all these markets. So uh, so don't think about it as basically starting, you know, next quarter, we're going to put aside, uh, you know, all the capital for these, uh, 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 for these uh, sites. So what we're doing for the balance of the year is perfecting this model uh, uh you know uh, uh continue our consultations with the urologist in these markets define our uh, f- uh, uh refine further our uh, consumer direct to consumer approach and then when 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 we do when we launched uh the first one uh that's when we we could uh, uh over 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 uh, over time continue the the balance uh of those uh and and obviously you know some of these uh some of these clinics. The other good news too is they could get to a break even and profitability very quickly because um, that's not the only thing we're going to do. We're going to continue to do uh, other related imaging, uh, regular imaging uh, for around uh, all of men's health. Um, so uh, yes, you're right about your five to ten million, but it's it's not something that's going to be that's going to hit us in one quarter. And uh, but it's also at the same time it's above our our. Typical capex levels.
5: Got it. Thanks for that. Uh, and last one for me, just
6: on the the Florida acquisitions you've already closed. Uh, you, your press release gave us some even a color. Can you help us work backwards? Like, what, what's the revenue and RVU um, from from these acquisitions? And, and then second part, is there upside to that 7.6 when you integrate it and, and maybe get some synergies?
3: Yeah so there there are, there's always upside to uh uh to that uh to that EBITDA, um and i think for uh for for the revenue and rvus we we uh i think we prefer that will be will be disclosed as part of the uh um as part of the uh uh, EBITDA, uh as 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 part of the, sorry the, the the quarter but I, I would say you could you could assume on a blended basis, uh, that, you know, there have similar, similar, uh, similar profile, but as you know, the, the contribution margin, uh, when you add is better than, than when you actually look at it uh, as a whole, because as a whole, you have the whole infrastructure for the whole business. Um, um, so, so I think, you know, to, to actually use, a uh, a contribution margin, uh, that, is above our blended averages is not a, a bad place to to start for your assumptions um but i think we'll provide uh more guidance when uh when uh when when uh when we have them integrated in our numbers Cause obviously we uh it's a uh, it's it's something uh, especially on the rvu and the volume is it, we have to we have to really kind of run it on our platform to uh to to express it on apples to apples
4: Got it.
3: Okay, that's it for me. Thanks. Thank you, Ka.
4: And that
1: does conclude our question and answer portion. I will turn the call back over to the speakers for any closing remarks.
3: Uh again, thank you uh everyone uh for your participation on today's call. Uh, we uh, we at ACUMEN are very uh, very pleased with uh, with the results for this quarter and very confident in the in, uh, in the future. Of this platform that we built and uh, uh, not only there is a lot of growth ahead of us, Uh, uh, we are very excited about the the technological trends on both the clinical side and the delivery of the service that we're going to capitalize on and and benefit from and and as a result our shareholders will will benefit from just like the investment in in the uh, AI, just like the investment in uh in in uh, with profound in what we're doing as a as a new men's health clinic that that on its own uh, could could be uh, a significant contributor to revenues and and in and, and the, in in the in the next couple of years because it's uh it's uh it's not a procedure we're we're moving up to an mri guided treatment and treatments are uh, are ten and twenty uh, x of uh, of what you get paid on uh on a on an imaging procedure, um, so we're uh, we're really excited again about the ne- the network and the platform we built, and that's that's on top of uh, what we've been doing, which now will only be accelerated. Uh, if we went, if people thought going from 13 to 134 clinics was a big achievement, uh, uh, with the platform that we have today and with what's coming, we're very we're very excited with the opportunities that lie ahead. So I want to thank the support of all of our shareholders for being where we are today and looking forward to our uh, for their continued
4: support
1: thank you and this does conclude conclude today's conference call you may now disconnect